brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a Midi clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, everybody. It's Somewhere in Vegas here on blogtalkradio.com. I'm Mark the Q. I'm your host today. I'm very privileged to have a veteran comedian. Um, he is uh, one of the stand-ups that was featured on the documentary Comedian, along with uh, Jerry Seinfeld. Um, he's been on Leno. He's been on Letterman. And he's going to be at the Empire Comedy Club coming this week. And not to mention, um, he is one of the series regulars of the hit show Teen Wolf on MTV. we got Orny Adams on with us right now. How are you doing, Orny? I'm great. How you doing? Good. Um, how, um, obviously, this isn't your first time uh, coming to Vegas for comedy, right? No. Um, um, how's it like? What's it like for you to come out here to Vegas to uh, do shows? I, I like Vegas because it's sort of a, uh, you know, sort of like uh, America's best. You know, people come from all over. They fly in, and you get some people from this state and that state, and it's uh, it's nice. Yeah, um, you know, I hear a lot of comedians say that. Um, they say that this oh, is gr- already. I'm unoriginal. <laughs> My first uh, answer out of the gate. I blew it. <laughs> All right, let me let me go back. Uh, what was the question? Um, the question the question was what was the, what's it like being out here in Vegas performing? I hate it. It sucks. Here's the problem. People fly in from all over the country. They come from different states, and they're all drunk. That's the problem. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, and I, I've talked to other comedians about this, the idea of, you know, there's certain places in the United States that are just absolutely hard to have uh, get audiences, and you have kind of have to adapt to that. Um, obviously, uh, you being a seasoned, uh, seasoned uh, road comic um, are very familiar with some of those gigs. Yeah, I mean, that's what you need to be a good comedian. It's like uh, swinging with the, uh, the donuts on the bat before you... Uh you know, go to the plate. You, you have to have tough shows. I was in Louisville, Kentucky two weeks ago, and, you know, it was challenging. But I enjoy it at the same time. I slow it down. I, 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 I test things out. I, I rearrange things. And it makes you really, really have confidence in what you're doing. Yeah, you do learn a lot from bombing, right? Well, I, would, I wouldn't call it bombing. 
I, w- I would call it uh, adjusting to a different pacing, uh, different sensibilities, different priorities. You know, uh, I didn't grow up in a town with a bunch of trucks and we were deep frying turkeys on Thanksgiving and jumping on trampolines. You know, I, I, I just grew up in a different place and I uh, have uh, sort of different interests, but I completely respect them and, uh, and what they do. And uh, you sort of have to go, all right, I'm in their world. Let's, let's figure this out. What's gonna, what is universal? What is getting the big laughs? What are their concerns? Because my concerns are a lot different than their concerns. So what's getting big laughs in some places for me isn't going to work there, which is great. So now I know when I go on TV, you know, I have to do different jokes because they're going to hit differently uh, in a majority of the country. Yeah, I mean, um, and, and that's what makes the makes season comic season comic, is to know what your crowd is and how to adjust um, to different crowds. Because, um, you know, you're going to be in those situations. And sometimes um, younger college get, comics get kind of frustrated on that. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know. I only know my own experiences. You know, I, I just always, uh, I, I like a challenge. I like to, uh, you know, go up there sometimes and dig a hole for myself. Uh, I like to, you, you know, if the comic before me uh, puts the room in a, a particularly uh, odd energy that I don't like, I'll go up there and create silence and create a partition and reset the entire show and then start up. So to me, it's just all sort of, uh, you know, playing around with it, and it keeps it fresh. And I don't know. I think I know what my the first thing I'm going to say when I get up on stage, but then I get up on stage, and it changes so quickly. I just, I, I just don't know. <laughs> um, I think we have a caller on here while I want to ask you a question. 954, are you there? 954? These are my fans. They don't know how to use phones. This doesn't surprise me. <laughs> oh, yeah, we lost them. Um, we lost them, but um, we were, um, maybe they'll call back in. But um, I wanted to um, ask you, because you're, you're kind of hindering that before, about um, your beginnings. How did you start in comedy? I was in Atlanta, Georgia. I was uh, in college, and uh, what happened? I don't know. I guess... Uh, I guess I, I always like being the center of attention and telling jokes, and so there was a club in town, the Funny Bone, and they would hold open auditions. I had to go down in the afternoon in an empty room, pitch dark, get up on stage with one person in the back judging me. It was absurd. It was humiliating. It was degrading. It has nothing to do with what comedy is about, and uh, yet that's most of show business. And I had to get up there and tell jokes. And I did probably three minutes, and then I was invited back to uh, to do maybe a Tuesday night or something. We used to do comedy Tuesday through Sunday, travel on Monday to the next gig. And uh, and then I hosted a week. Uh, and then from there, it just I, I sort of, you know, I get a lot of emails, uh, Facebook and stuff uh, from young comics and, and how they the struggle that they have. And I feel like, you know, I guess I was fortunate that I hit the ground running and I got a lot of work really quickly and never really struggled getting stage time. Uh, and I think maybe times were different. I think uh, the audiences were more amped up and more excited. They weren't distracted by their phones. There maybe weren't as many comedians. It wasn't saturated by the Internet. Uh, audiences weren't as informed 
uh, as to the rhythm and cadence of routines and topics that comics would do. And I was working, uh, I, uh, you know, I'm from Boston, so I would I'd go up to Boston over the summer and work with, uh, you know, some powerhouse comics. And really in front of kind, generous, laughing audiences. So I never did bringer shows, never really did open mic type stuff. I was working uh, full houses and getting paid. Yeah, which is absolutely great. I think we have a, a couple of your fans here. Let me try. Uh, 317, are you there? Are there 317? Hello? Um, hello. Who's this? Jessica Irvine. Hello, Jessica. Do you have a, um, a question for Orny? Yes. I was wondering if um, what what made you decide to co- go into com- comedian or become a comedian? Poor Jessica's so nervous. T- take a deep breath, hon. It's, it's, <laughs> I feel bad for her. You know, like I said, I just, I, I, I actually love seeing people laugh. I've heard other comedians uh, discuss that they, they have scorned the disdain for the audience. I, I actually enjoy looking out and seeing faces and people laughing, and I always felt like I sort of had a knack for it. And, uh, you know, I love getting the immediate feedback, and now with uh, Twitter, uh, Facebook, you know, that sort of feedback. So I I did it for two reasons, if I'm going to be completely honest. One is I enjoy seeing people laugh. Two, there's uh, a need and desire inside of me to, uh, to get that attention. That's really cool. Thank you. Thank well, you. Thanks for your call, Jessica. Poor girl was so nervous. <laughs> yeah, she was. Um, yeah, let's see if we got another caller here, too. Um, 304, 304, are you there? Yeah. Uh, who's this? Uh, this is Paige Justice. Now, I know Paige from Twitter. I recognize that. Uh, I think Paige is me a lot. Am I correct? Yeah, that's me. Hey, how you doing? I'm doing good. How you doing? I'm good. And I assume, are you in high school? Yeah, I'm a sophomore. Yeah, see, I have a lot of uh, a lot of people, you know, sort of tuning into my career. You know, I've been doing this 18 years. Uh, was primarily known as a stand-up comic, and now because of uh, Teen Wolf on MTV, which is this, this hit show created by Jeff Davis, uh, who created Criminal Minds on CBS, I have this whole new demographic that I'm sort of adjusting to uh, and getting to know. And I guess Paige Paige is one of them. So uh, welcome aboard. Yeah, totally a huge fan of Coach. I wish all coaches were like you. <laughs> what do you like about? I play a coach on the show. What, what do you like about uh, what I do? I don't know. I think it's hilarious how you like always make fun of Tyler. Uh huh. You yell at Greenberg all the time. Uh huh. And Greenberg's a, a a character that we've never seen, but somebody off camera that I'm always yelling at, and uh, and uh, it's fun. Yeah, it's actually. I think that isn't that from the original movie. Is there a Greenberg? Uh, that I don't know. I don't think there is. Oh, I thought that, like, the coach always yelled at someone, but you're funnier than that one, but, yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, yeah, I mean, um, I mean, it was an interesting transition for you to be from, from going from a comedian to acting. I mean, this is probably your first big acting gig, right, Ori? Uh, yeah, this this is definitely uh, my my first series that I've been on, but if you, you know, tweet Jeff Davis, he loves to tell the story how he went to see me at the Improv in Los Angeles. He would He saw me in Comedian. And he didn't know if he was going to think I was funny or not, so he came out to see me. And he would come out 
every time I was performing there and bring a new group of friends. And one night he had a friend at the table that was talking, and I just ripped into this guy. And I just let him have it. And Jeff said at that moment I knew he was coach on the show. And he just offered me the part. So, so you you must be a huge fan of of Orny on the on the show, uh, Paige. Oh yeah, I totally am. <laughs> and do you watch do you watch my stand? Now, does that make you go on YouTube and watch clips? Does it make you go to Netflix or iTunes and rent my my Comedy Central specials? Yeah, I go on YouTube and I watch them. I haven't checked it on Netflix yet because I never really use Netflix. What about uh, what about illegally downloading it from? Uh, I I, I uh, encourage. I own the rights to my first DVD, Path of Most Resistance. I encourage yeah. people like Paige to go illegally download it if they can't afford it, or you know Spotify or uh, Pandora. You know, take a listen, and then the second one, I'm sure a lot of people are illegally downloading too, which I don't have a problem with. But yeah, and also make sure. Yeah, I was gonna say, Paige, also make sure to you know check out Comedian, the the documentary, because it talks a lot about Ernie's early um, early um, rise as a comedian and. Um, you know, I think it's an absolute great documentary, so you got to check it out too. Yeah. yeah I'm always curious if this drives people to what I, what I really love to do, which is stand-up. I love to, you know, take a joke and massage it and tweak it and, and, and get it, you know, perfect. You know, like I watch that uh, Pawn Stars sometimes, and they talk about patina. I think that's the word patina on, a, on an item, this, like, sort of rust that develops. I like that on a joke. I like a joke that's really been... Uh, it's given time to ferment and becomes perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're always rewriting, is is what a lot of the comedians have told me. So yeah, you're always rewriting your jokes to make sure it's it's um you know it's absolutely perfect or at least close to it. A lot of people think that jokes are never really that perfect; they always change. So, um, so yeah, it's very interesting. And and you know you know the guys over at Pawn Stars are actually here in Vegas down down the strip. So that's true. That's true. <laughs> So uh, okay. I, I didn't think of that. Yeah. Um, okay, Paige, we got other callers, but thanks a lot for you calling in. All right, thanks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're getting a lot of calls for you, <laughs> Orny. Is that uh, unusual? Nine, or? Yeah, a little bit a little bit more than usual. 954, are you there? Yes. Yes, I'm here. Uh, who's this? Uh, this is James. I'm from Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Uh, hey, hey, James, I think you were trying to call in earlier and we were having a little trouble, but you finally made it in. Uh, say hello to Orny. Yay. Hey, Orny, how's everything? I'm good, James. How you doing? When, when, when are you coming back down this way? South Florida needs your funniness again. Wasn't I just in Fort Lauderdale in Orlando? Yeah. Well, you're at the Hard Rock, uh, what, like a month ago, I think. Yeah, so what I usually do is I usually take about eight months in between each market so I can come back with uh, new bits and people are going, well, I, I just saw that. You know, I, I, I like yeah. to do that. I will be in... Uh, not so south, I don't think, although my Florida geography is horrible. Uh, I will be in uh, West Palm Beach Improv in August. Oh, that's awesome. We'll definitely go catch you there. You were absolutely 100% of the time hysterical. Oh, thanks, man. I appreciate it. Had you heard of me before? Actually, I hadn't. I, I heard you on the morning show down here, and I uh, got a couple kicks and laughs out of it. Ron and Paul were talking about how funny you were. So I, I actually I looked you up on YouTube. I watched about 20 minutes of a DVD that I ended up purchasing at the show. Oh, thanks. And uh, man, it was just an absolute riot. An uh-huh. Absolute riot. You will not laugh harder listening to anybody. I mean, I just I'm a big fan of uh, 
the big guy from Canada. What's his name? John Panette. Oh, yeah, Panette's and, great. I don't think he's Canadian. He's from Boston, too. Is he? Panette's from Boston. That's that's the, uh, you know, if you listen to him, you listen to me, it's that sort of fast-talking, uh, yeah, yep. sarcastic-type, uh, you, you know, comedy. Panette, Panette for, for people that don't know John Panette. yourself without even, yeah, exactly. Panette's uh, an incredible both, comedian, very funny. The, uh, so the, I, the two I, of I, you are just, you guys are in a league of your own. You're where... You know Jerry Seinfeld was in the nineties. Oh, thanks, man. Funny, I wish I was absolutely there. brilliant, brilliant comedian, and uh, it's, it's it's always fun listening to you. I saw you post on Facebook, and we definitely wanted to call in and show your uh, South Florida support fans. Oh, thanks, man. I hope to see you in August. All right, awesome. Hey, you guys have a good day. Uh, great blog show. I never knew about it before. I'll uh, start tuning into it a little bit more. Well, thanks a lot. Yeah, we always have a lot of comedians on, um, and Orny's, uh, you know, a very great guy. So uh, definitely have Orny down the, on the line as well. So uh, thanks for the call. You got to take his picture off there, though, because he, he's not that good looking. So just <laughs> put somebody else's picture up with his jokes, <laughs> and he's, he'll be a riot. <laughs> uh, thanks, buddy. Uh, thanks take a lot. Care, guys. You know what they you know what they say about um, um, you know Florida is is that um, the further south you go, the more north you are. Um, <laughs> what is it? The further south you go, the what? The more north you are, because um, you kind of go away from the south, and you get to some of those uh, Bostonites and uh, some of those New Yorkers that are down in South Florida. So yeah. you you see a lot more of them. It's a different world. There was a guy in the front row in oh, where was it? Uh, Orlando. First of all, Orlando is a nightmare for guys like me who don't have kids. And the kids drive you nuts. You, you, I was on the top floor of the hotel. The kids get on. They hit every floor button in the elevator. So now it's, you know, you've got to go to every floor. And uh, in the front row of one of my shows, there was a guy texting. Now, the minute you're texting in the front row, I, I, you know, it's, it's open season for me to say something. And I looked down on his phone, and it was like, it was huge font. I'd never seen such big fonts on a phone. So I, I said, what are you, are you blind? And the guy goes, I am. And now it's, like, awkward, and I sort of feel bad, but I don't feel bad at the same time because, you know, he said he's legally blind, but he didn't have, like, a cane or a dog or the glass. It was like he was working undercover. And I said, I go, you're seriously blind because now I feel bad. And he goes, yeah, yeah, he pulls out his wallet, and he's got, an, like, an ID that says, you know, that he's legally blind. And then underneath it is a license to carry a concealed firearm. I go, only in Florida are we giving blind people a license to carry a gun. Like, yeah, you, you and, and everybody's know. laughing, and then the guy looks at me completely serious, and he goes, well, I hit the target. Yeah, you, you got, well, well you, know, you can't hit the, the broad side of a barn. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Um, okay, um, we, got a, we got another caller here, 914, are you there? Yeah, yeah. Uh, who's this? Uh, Celia Fong Peterson. Oh, hi, Celia. I said hello to Orny. Hi. Hey, what's up? <laughs> Nothing. Oh, yeah, question? Uh, yeah, I was just wondering if, like, as a comedian, you prefer larger venues versus, like, small venues, or if it doesn't really matter as long as the crowd is up for it. It's really, really smart question. And the answer is I like the intimacy of a smaller audience. I like to see the audience, so I like the uh, the stage lights to not, not be so hot on me and the house lights to be up a little bit. 
Um, but then you also see when people are distracted and not acting, uh, not laughing. But uh, I, I, I like that. I also do, you know, big stages from time to time, and it's hard because this is you're going to find this hard to believe. It takes a, like a, a, a fraction of a second for the joke to reach the back of the audience and then for their reaction to come back. So you have to, you know, time it differently. And I always feel like it's difficult maybe to connect with the people in the back. You know, financially, you want to be working bigger venues. And I, love a, I do love a big stage. I do love a big stage. So the answer is I like both. But I don't see myself ever not doing the small, smaller venues. Yeah. Have yeah, you seen yeah. me live before? Hmm? Have you seen me live before? No, I was at college, and my little sister called me and told me you were here, and I was not happy. Where, where, where was this? Uh, this was, I live in New York, so I think it was Nyack. Oh, man, that is a great new comedy club. Yeah, um, I've seen is... a couple people there, but missed you. Oh, what a bummer. Yeah. Well, you know, request uh, call the club and ask them to get me back soon, and I'll... Uh, I'll I will. Uh, Gladly return. Worst hotel ever, but great club. <laughs> that I believe. Sometimes they just put you up in the middle of, like, nowhere. And yeah. you don't have a car. Like, I was in Bemidji, Minnesota. I didn't, I didn't have a car. There's snow on the ground. I'm in a hotel. And then there's just a highway. And there's no place. i got to get out of the hotel. i got to, you know, I want coffee. I just want out of the hotel. I walked down the middle of the highway. There was, like, in between the two guardrails for about a mile and a half trying to find coffee, and all I found was the big Kmart. And that was like 9 in the morning. I go into the big Kmart, and I'm like, do you guys have coffee or something? And they, I go in the back, and there's coffee, and I bought a stale pretzel from the night before or two nights before, and I'm sitting there just miserable going, I can't believe this is my life. This is, this is the worst thing ever. And then I look up, and the only other person in the store, I look up as a guy, and he's exposing himself to me. <laughs> And I'm like, oh, my God, it just got worse. And and I'm also at the same time thinking, maybe this guy will give me a ride home. <laughs> well, I mean, that, that's great. That's a great question. i got other callers on the line, but thanks a lot for your question. It was a really, really smart question, actually. Thank you. Thanks for taking the time. Thank uh, you. No problem at all. Thank you. Bye. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older. Or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Yeah, because you talk about, you know, um, you know, I've, I've talked about the comedians about the idea of, you know, trying to do outdoor gigs, which is absolute hell, mm-hmm. because, you know, the exact same reason you say that they, they, they can't hear you really well in the back. So, you you know, sometimes don't even get they don't even get the joke in the back and high um, ceilings, high, like can't, uh, open, 
open, like I did a, a rec center uh, a c- couple of weeks ago, uh, and that was a that was a disaster. You know, it's just the, the, it echoes. And anytime they can look up and get lost, you know, the audience, you want them the focal point on you. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, that's what that's what I think. Um, and I am comic. They talked a lot about the idea of having to set the mood. Um, you know, how a couple of candles would actually help the help the mood and all that as well. So, yeah, I mean, it it, it does help to have uh, you know a set up venue and all that as well um to to be able to get those laughs out. So yeah, it's, it's very I, mean, I even think the music they play when the audience is walking in and, 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 and sitting there waiting is important. Yeah, I think so too. Um okay, we've got another caller here. Nine one six, are you there? Yes I am. Uh who's this? This is Len from oh, Sacramento. Oh uh, hey Len. Um uh you're live with Ori. What's uh you have any questions? Hey Ornie, um a couple of months ago, I was like uh, emailing you to do a gig up in Chico, mm-hmm. and it was an outside gig, and I got a really bad feeling about that. And also, I talked to your manager. I think his name's Adam. Yes, that's my agent, Adam. Yes, and um, and him and I thought it would be best if you come up here uh, when the students come back in Chico. So. Um, I'm uh, going to work really hard on getting a gig put up here for two nights in a row, and I just want to know what kind of car do you want to drive around in? Oh, <laughs> he's talking about the uh, the last time I was there, they gave me a huge a huge Hummer, right? <laughs> yeah, you talking about? Did a it was just me and the. It was like this. It wasn't. A, it was a stretch Hummer. It took up three blocks. <laughs> I know it. It was the most uneco car. We were actually clubbing baby seals on the back of it. <laughs> that, that might be uh, my friend Excellent. Tom Ryan's uh, uh, joke, actually, that I just did. Yeah, that's <laughs> but, okay. Uh, go ahead. Man, you're, you, you like tap into – I'm listening to um, the girls calling in um, high school, and you're like tapping into um, all the friends of mine are like 80s, mm-hmm. and, um, and you like totally tap into our field, and you like – and multi-generations. It's incredible. I, I have people having heart attacks during my show. In fact, in that NIAC room, and I've got it on audio. I've never listened to it. A guy, a guy passed, he was like 80, and he passed out in the middle of the show. And it was the weirdest thing because all of a sudden nobody was looking at me. Like this guy fell down. I thought somebody dropped a drink. And then the audience started like moving back like it was a fight, but I knew it wasn't a fight. And I look under the lights, and I see a guy on the ground, and people are going, call 911, call 911. And all of a sudden, everybody's looking at him, and I'm standing on a stage, and nobody's looking at me. Now I'm thinking, do I, do I go off? Like, you know, 18 years I've been doing this. This has never happened to me. <laughs> what, do I, what do I do? And I just waited. I go, all right, everyone, just relax. We're, you know, we're, we're, we're getting the 911 here. And I sort of walk them through it in a sympathetic way. And um, eventually they got the guy up in a chair, and he came to, and I looked at him, are are you okay? He goes, yeah, and he's smiling, and everybody claps, and it turned out that it was his birthday, and there was a beat. Now, I've got to transition into being funny again, and there was a beat, and it was such a wonderful moment. I looked at him, and I said, sir, I go, when did you pass out? What what joke was I on? I just, I I want to go back just in case you missed anything. (laughs) The place went crazy, and uh, I'll tell you something. It helps DVD and T-shirt sales after a show when a guy passes out like that, and you look human. 
They were lined up. I know it's that much. It, it, it's like I'm sorry to say, but you killed them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had a lady in Erie, Pennsylvania, going to labor in the middle of one of my shows. <laughs> anyway, also, um, I had mentioned to Adam that I always have my friends watch you on Netflix, and then about one week later, we can't get your uh, Third Amendment on Netflix anymore. So I had heard you earlier in the show mentioning see you on Netflix, but right now Netflix doesn't have you. Otherwise, I would be sharing that video. Man, yeah, I don't know. I think they have licensing agreements that come and go and stuff like that. Occasionally, the whole thing yeah. is on YouTube, but I encourage people to watch. You know, at this point, it's more important that people see this. Uh, you know, it takes the third and uh, path of most resistance. To me, you know, it's a shame that Netflix took it down, and ugh, we'll have to get you a copy at some point. Uh, no, no, I, I'll, I'll get a copy. I'll, I will actually get a copy from you uh, when I book this uh uh, tour up there in Chico because you've got this awesome old theater in Chico that you can play at and you'll have the subdued lighting. You'll be able to have eye contact. There's about 650 people seating in this thing, but it's really old school. It's got the old gargoyles and it's just an old theater, um, yeah. old Americana. Um, you'll love it. I love it. And what, and what type of audience will I have? Um, you will have college kids from Chico. Um, you will have retired people from Paradise. Um, you will have 80s kids that are still going to college in Chico. Um, and it's going to be a good uh, good spread. Oh, man, that sounds great. I'm really glad you thought no, of me. That's, 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 no, that's, it's, it's fun. No, I, I've loved you for years, and, and, uh, and yeah, yeah, it's all good. So, I, you know, I like, anyway, I, like, I will. I like your observation because it is true. There is like a, a – sort of duality to my audience now it's very young and very old and a lot of teen wolf fans are sending their parents down and and i sort of uh i like to think that i can engage both you know that it's universal for all ages yeah i would say now with teen wolf it's triality yeah <laughs> what's the third one i was yeah i i, was, I, I came to realize that i'm tripolar so <laughs> you know it's like all good anyways i'm going to cut this short um let other people call in thank you adam Oh, wonderful, um, and thank you, Orny, um, because I'm so glad he's promoting you. Oh, thanks, man. I appreciate it. Stay on top right, of Orny. Thanks. I will. Bye. Yeah, thanks. thanks a lot for the call. These are, like, really, like, meaningful uh, calls. This is, I'm sort of touched in an odd way. Like, because every time we go, we have a call. Now, this is why heart stops. Like, the first guy, I thought he was angry at me, James. He's like, this is James. I'm like, oh, no. Oh, no. He was part of a bachelor party that I had thrown out or something. Yeah, um, yeah. I'll try to get as many callers in as possible. I know we're trying to run out of time. Um, we got a private caller coming in, calling in right now. He's been waiting on a while. Are you there? Hello? Uh, hello, who's this? It's Chris. Uh, hello, Chris. Um, say hi to Orny. Hey, what's up, Orny? How you doing, buddy? I'm good. How you doing? Good. You know me from the Irvine and uh, and Brea Improv. I come see you all the time. Which uh, which one are you? I'm the one that always wears the football jerseys. You're Mr. America. Yeah, that's right, baby. <laughs> this guy, this guy defines America. Uh, he's uh, he's a bigger built guy. Is that uh, put nicely? Uh, you know, uh, mid. Uh, where are you? Uh, early forties. Uh, Forty four. 
44, right there in the middle. He's always got a Dolphins uh, gear on. Dolphins or, or yeah, uh, Dan Marino. He's, this guy is Mr. America. This is the guy, probably works 40 hours a week, grabs his beer, enjoys the game. I'm sure he puts uh, a flag out in front of his house for his uh, team. You know, this, this, uh, I love this guy. And uh, you just uh, got married recently, right? Yeah, yeah, I did. Nice, nice, long blonde hair, big titties. Uh, See, he's Mr. America. <laughs> he's Mr. America. This guy. Uh, I, I just called to tell you how much of, uh, I enjoy you. That's one of the reasons why I come see you every time you're here. Just you make you make everybody laugh, and you're right. You know, you you're right in our demographic. You, you, you cater to the to the young crowd, cater to the old crowd, and, and especially to the to the people in their 30s and 40s. And I just love you. But I do have one question for you. It's been bugging me, and every time I see you, I forget to ask you. Yes, what is it? What's up with the no shoelaces? Well, you know, uh, <laughs> uh, I, I'm back to shoelaces now, so you can relax and enjoy the show. Uh, it, 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 it just uh, it sees Mr. America. He wants uh, he he wants uh, shoelaces are made in America, and uh, this concerns him. Uh, some there's a shoelace factory that uh, he's concerned about. Uh, whatever this whatever the style is at the time, that's uh, that's what I'm going with, I guess. Okay. All right. Well, you take care of yourself, Orny. We'll see you when you get back here to so- SoCal. Oh, I'm in Brea. I'm in Brea in August. Okay. We'll see you in August, buddy. One weekend, perfect. See you then. All right. See, you know, it's great that this is that that uh, of all the things that can concern them, it's just my shoelaces. They're happy with everything else in the act. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, it's kind of interesting that they start noticing that you're not wearing shoelaces, and and strangely enough, it was a guy that noticed that you had not shoelaces on. It wasn't a girl. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, this guy's, this guy's a right. Comes to every show. You know, appreciates the nuances of, of the you know what's changed a little, what's tweaked. They applaud the new stuff. They're excited about it. You know, if I could clone him, I would. Okay, we're gonna try to get these last two callers in before we let you go here. Nine one six, are you there? Nine one six. I'm very Wait. impatient. Hold on a second. Nine one six, are you Hello? there? Yeah. Hello. 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 Who's this? I was already on. It's Lynn from uh, okay. going to be booking Chico, okay. so we'll move on. <laughs> okay, okay, I will. I will. I will. I will put you on hold. <laughs> okay, then we have one last call. Then nine seven two. Are you there? Hi. A check. Hi, Thank God we end on a check. <laughs> Who's this? I'm one of your younger fans. Of course, from Team Wolf. Sorry. <laughs> oh, perfect. How you doing? I'm pretty good. Um, I'm a huge fan of yours. Actually, I watched you before Team Wolf. Um. <laughs> I have you downloaded on Takes a Third. Um, I had a question for you, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like the shoelace guy. Um, I was wondering what it's like to work with the cast. Well, it's, it's, a, it's a good question. First of all, uh, as you saw in my tweets last week, they, they now make me feel fatter. Yeah. Um, <laughs> because they're all so skinny, and they just sit around and eat uh, carrots all day. And they're younger than me. They are younger than me. Uh, they're going to eat pizza, I, though. What's that? Supposedly Dylan eats pizza. Yeah, no, th- th- those guys do. Like one time, uh, I had a scene with uh, Tyler, uh, and his shirt was off, and I saw him walking back to his trailer with two big hamburgers. I go, dude, your your shirt's off in this scene. 
He goes, I don't care. Now, if I ate two hamburgers, first of all, it would be an event. I would have an evite. I'd invite people over to see me actually eat two hamburgers. And I'd be fat for a week. Uh, but the, the, the honest answer to your question is, I haven't worked on miniseries uh, before, but this cast, this crew, we get along unbelievably. We're all friends. We'll all watch episode four tonight together. Um, and uh, we shoot for sometimes 17 hours in a row. Those lacrosse scenes, uh, they're all done at night, which means we start shooting at about 10 p.m. And we go until the sun comes up. And we have to get to the set early and, and make up and all that sort of stuff. And there's never a fight. Everybody just gets along. It's just the, the, the coolest group of people. So uh, it's been uh, nothing but a pleasure. And Jeff Davis uh, gives me some leeway and allows me to, you know, go off script a little and uh, have fun with it. Um, do you feel like you when you're playing coach? Because I noticed a lot of your little, I don't know what you call it even. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't follow your little quirks when you're playing coach. Do you still feel like you? No, I'm I, I'm doing you know a uh, 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 I'm doing a character. You know, it's not a huge departure. It's like a fantasy to be able to you know just yell at everybody and 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 you know not have sort of repercussions and not really care. I mean, in real life, I couldn't act that way, or people <laughs> would hate me. So as a character, uh, I get to do it, and there's a freedom to it, and. You know, I don't know if you saw the the clips of the premiere this year, but I, I went on the red carpet dressed as coach. I went in the Adidas attire that I wear on the show, and I brought a flask, and I was actually drinking tequila. Uh, you know, it, and I was just sort of like this this character. You know, they'd say, well, everyone else is dressed up, and I'd say, well, I'm not wasting an outfit on this, on this little show. You know, this is, this show, we're lucky that this this show should be on the Internet. This isn't a broad ready show, and Coach can get away with that. And so there's a freedom and an excitement to it. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm more self-aware in real life. Yeah, one, one of these days you need to, on the set, not wear any laces. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a campaign for me to have my shirt off, and that's, uh, you know, that, that's going to be a nightmare compared to these, these uh, you know, chiseled bodies I'm around. <laughs> um. Well, come down to Dallas sometime. I'd love to see I, you I've live. done, uh, I do Addison, I do, uh, I, I, I've been. You do? I, I was right in Addison, in fact. That's, Dallas was where uh, I wrote, uh, I do a bit about trucks, how everybody drives trucks. Yeah, so everybody it, does. I'm actually about to get my own, so. <laughs> right, I, and what are you moving? What are you, what is going in the back of I that? Farm. I was in What am I not moving? Well, what is it? I was on a farmland. What am I not moving? Really? Is there stuff? I just, I always see these flatbed trucks on the highway, but nobody's, nobody's moving stuff. Like, I grew up in a town that was one truck. If you wanted to move something, you borrowed the person's truck. It was, it was, uh, it was simple. Yeah. Now, you go to Texas, everyone, everyone's got this. And I'll, I looked at a guy in the front row in Texas, and I said, what do you have, an uh, F-150? And he looks at me and goes, 250. <laughs> It does make a difference, actually. I bet there's <laughs> no difference. Head. I bet they just write 250 on the back. No, it, it, there's a definite difference. Is there? What's a di engine, different engine? or? No, it, um, it hauls more. See, here is what I was talking about at the beginning. Here's a girl. Now, how old are you? I'm actually 15. She's 15. She's into <laughs> trucks. 
She probably already knows if she's going to raise her kid driving a quad or a, a, a three-wheeler or a two-wheeler. Like, like you know, right? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Now, now, are, now, are you Chevy or are you, are you Ford? What's that? I was asking her if she was oh, Chevy sorry. or Ford. Are you there? No, yeah, I'm here. Yeah, are you Chevy or are you Ford? Oh, Ford, all the way. Okay. <laughs> there you go. There you go. It makes a difference. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing, but, you know, I, I hope she relates. Uh, have you watched my stand-up or you just know me from the show? Oh, I've watched I've watched both Takes the Third and um, why can't I think right now? Um, uh, most Resistance. <laughs> thank you. Wow, don't ask me to think. That's great. Um, yeah, I was a fan of yours before Team Wolf, actually. I was oh. surprised to see you there. I'm like, yes. <laughs> I love it. And when you're old enough, you've got to come to a comedy club. I want to. Yeah. Come down to Dallas in three years. <laughs> yeah. Man, I'm going to have a great fan base in about three years. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Um, all right. Okay, Thank you. We'll see you on Twitter. Thank you for your call. Thank you. It was really cool talking to you. Uh, likewise. <laughs> Bye. 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 Okay, yeah, it was exciting to have all those callers. Uh, it does seem like you're having uh, a lot of uh, different fans from different generations. So that's one of the things that uh, it's very rare for a comic to be able to stand all the way, all the way from uh, from you know from you know I guess eight to eighty or yeah. or fifteen to sixty five. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean it, it's great. I mean, um, and I want to mention that he's um, Orny's going to be at the um, uh, the Empire Comedy Club here in Vegas coming up this week. So. Definitely check him out there as well, and check him out on Twitter, um, at Orny Adams. Uh, follow him, because he says like he has a lot of followers on there as well. Um, anything else coming up for you? Uh, I will be at the Montreal Comedy Festival for my fourth time uh, this year, um, in July. I was there two years ago, and I did a show with Steve Martin uh, that was televised, and that was one of the, the thrills of my career, so I'm excited to be returning again, and if you remember from Comedian, the documentary, that was the big deal that I got Montreal, so uh, it's exciting that they keep having me back because it makes me feel relevant. Uh, besides that, Team Wolf is on tonight, uh, MTV at uh, 10 o'clock, and I'm sure they, they're repeating last week at 9 o'clock, and Jeff Davis uh, just emailed and said that this was one of his favorite episodes tonight, so uh, I hope people watch it and continue to watch uh, my recorded uh, comedy and, and come see me live, please. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully we're going to get you back on the show uh, next time you come into town because uh, I'm pretty sure you're going to be back here in Vegas sometime soon. And um, congratulations on, on all the success that you've had so far. It seems like that um, that you got a huge fan base and you're going to be uh, out there touring a lot more. I, I hope so. I hope so. I, I, I'm, I feel very grateful uh, uh, to, to have these fans. So thank you to everyone that called in. Yeah, um, yeah. Thanks for being on the show. We'll definitely uh, talk to you down the line. Thank you so much. Hope to see you this week at the shows. Uh, I will try to try to make it out. Okay, thanks, buddy. Yeah, no problem. All right, bye. Bye. Orny Adams, everybody, you guys, check him out um, on Twitter um, at Orny Adams. Definitely check that out as well. Um, we'll be back next week, 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern. Usually, I'm usually um, there at that time. Um, we're gonna try to figure out who we're going to have next week. We're going to try to get somebody on. I've uh, been working on a couple of guests, haven't heard back from them yet, but um, we will uh, let you guys know. You guys can go to VegasPodcasting.com. That's VegasPodcasting.com. 
You guys can check out all the old shows over there as well. We've had some really great gals and guys, a lot of comedians as of late, that are doing a lot of other stuff as well. So you guys definitely check that out as well. Um, over at VegasPodcasting.com. Follow us on Twitter, at SWIV. That's at SWIV. And also on Facebook. Go to Somewhere in Vegas on Facebook, and you can check us out there as well. We'll see you guys next week, 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern. Um, and like I said, we'll have an announcement, hopefully on the website, um, VegasPodcasting.com, on who that will be in the next couple of days. We'll see you guys then. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over and by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.